exciting. I don't know what you guys are thinking, but episode 50, kind of a big deal. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a big deal. Whoa. Whoa. Is that what? is that Andrew? Is that the biggest deal we know? Uh, oh, what? <laughs> you know, Andrew's been around since episode zero. Yeah. He's not been here on, on the, uh, the, <laughs> the regular in recent I've been, uh, I've been months. here for like 12 episodes, period. Like across the board, yeah. But you know, you, you know, I think what was it zero seven sixteenths? Yeah. You know, there were quite. We a had a lot there. of episodes before one. Yeah. So, but uh, tip of the cap to you, man. You were you were instrumental in getting us back on on the track, and I think it's what fucking almost two years now that we've been yeah grinding yeah. this thing out. It sure doesn't seem uh, like it. To. I, to say that you're at 50 is insane. Like I, I saw that in the group text before uh, you guys called and I, I had a hard time actually believing that. So I had to go back and look and yeah, for sure. Like 50 episodes. That's ridiculous. So when I, I posted, um, you know, calling out if anybody had any comments or questions or a joke for the uh, episode, you know, to call and leave the voicemail, um, I, I got an immediate response uh to that story in the dm and it was from doggy daddy and he's like well, what happened to 49 so i was like damn so i went and looked i was like you know i had that that moment of did i fucking skip one so i went and i, I screenshotted that 49 has been out for 13 days and sent it to him and he was like yeah, yeah, I listened to that one. And then he said something about, you know, uh, life gets rough at 50. And I was like, right, <laughs> right behind you, brother. So, yeah. Um, man, it's, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, it's been a pretty incredible ride. I'm pretty stoked with uh, the friendships we've oh, developed, yeah, not just around sure. the old oak table, but, you a know. A lot of people. A lot of people. I mean, yeah. I think, you know all of us could speak to doors that have been opened or things oh, that absolutely. have happened on the road and yep. people that you run into. And, you know, it's, it's like running into an old friend because mm-hmm. they've sat here around the table with us listening to our shenanigans. And it's, it's just been really a lot of fun. So yeah. and a I, few have opened their doors. Yeah. 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 For others to stay in. I, I can't wait till we're talking about 100. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. That's, so, uh, what uh yeah it's it's fifty more mark fifty more from today um or if current timeline about seventy more that's okay <laughs> yeah true um 
So Andrew, man, uh, what you been up to? Uh, how's how's COVID treating you up there in uh, the Volunteer State? Um, not awesome, really. Uh, kind of sucks a little bit. Um, it's work has ramped up and it's it's like back to higher than it was before all this COVID stuff happened. So on a daily basis, right now I'm running around with my hair on fire trying not to absolutely lose my shit and move down to key west and live in a cardboard box so become a land crab i know it's very tempting at the moment you could pull it off <laughs> I, I mean i i would really rejoice to have the beard back I yeah mean, even if it meant you know all great artists start somewhere you can do some street art finger paintings course. and yeah yeah, body painting, a lot of paintings. Six-toed cats. Oh, Magic awesome. sticks. I mean, I think you're on to something with the body painting. I mean, <laughs> if you just yeah. went down there, you know, in October, you could – think of the coffee table book that could be created. Um, It'd be a good one. I mean, all of the flapjacks and the, like, <laughs> the puppies with their nose on the ground that, that you could paint. Like, you know. think about it. When, you when could I tell- paint it and write a memoir and, like, just like a photo essay. I feel like a damn liar when I talk about Florida to guys at work. Like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll share stories, especially about the meth lab. Like, I keep a meth lab sticker in my truck, and all of them are like, "Why, why the hell do you have a Sunico sticker?" I'm like, "Well, okay, well, it's a Sunico that was a meth lab, and like, none of the stories that like I actually have about Florida should be true, but unfortunately, well, I guess depends how you look at it, but they are true." I mean, there's yeah. there's a reason for Florida Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they actually made a Florida Man documentary on I think Vimeo. If you guys got some oh. extra time, oh no, <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll have to check that out. I actually just got uh, the Vimeo app on my phone the other day, so I'll have to search that up. It's, it's it's something exactly how it should be. It's like done absolute perfect. I mean, it's not like highbrow. It's not like a vice documentary, but it's like the most Florida thing I've ever watched, for sure. <laughs> you know, because of your current line of work, I know sometimes you get pretty far behind on the the group text. But uh, I know the re- the reason I got Vimeo on my phone was uh, Brian Butts, who was the first person to submit uh, a film mm-hmm. entered into the uh, Taylor Park Fly Fishing Film festival uh he he hosted it on vimeo so i got it on the phone to be able to watch it and i know i posted that link on the uh text did you happen to take Uh-oh. a peek at it that was gonna be one of my questions for tonight if i could actually look at that so i'll have to go back to my text and look but i didn't actually see that okay is I'll, it pretty good yeah oh, actually yeah. it is um really good you know, I would say that uh, in the spirit of what we're looking for, um, he he fucking nailed it. Um, Hell yeah! You know the, I mean, from a technical standpoint, there's certainly, you know, things that could be done better, but that's not what we're looking for. No. Uh, we're looking for take us along, tell us the story of you know, you or you and your friends and, you know, just make us feel like we're part of the crew. And he definitely did that. And, uh, believe it or not, the, uh, the quality of the, 
the cinematography is actually pretty up there. Uh, it was just the editing that probably is a little on the lacking side. But shit, you know, that's no criticism for me because, you know, when I scab shit together, it's very <laughs> obvious that, you know, Larry just scabbed some shit together. So I can appreciate that. Uh, I, I kind of, I view it through the lens of uh, nothing like a little patina on your film. Well, like if you go back and watch all the world angling films, like all those are kind of very skate video style, but like it wasn't like the world's best Michael Bay edit on those videos. But like I keep going back and watching those because it's like there's there's no one out there having as much fun in those videos than those guys. So like, oh, there's no doubt about like that. People having fun like is a way that I can have fun from a thousand twenty four miles away, you know. And the the cool thing about, you know, those videos, uh, especially High in the Lowlands, is it's just the story. It's just the guys fucking, you know, killing it, having a good time. And it's not the gratuitous branding shots that, you know, everything's kind of developed into what you see now. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's cooler on their Instagram. And I can't say, I mean, like, not that people can't accuse me of that because they certainly can. But like on video, just being like having fun, like, you know, not putting on some kind of filter to come across like fucking like Roland Martin or Rick Murphy on a TV show or something. Uh, it's just like your flavor of fly fishing on film. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, I don't want to see someone else. I don't want to see someone trying to pretend or come across cooler than they really are. Cause I mean, it's not, well, eventually you're going to bump into them and, and you're going to actually find out how they really are. And you're like, yeah. whoa, wait a second. You know, whoa. this isn't quite who I was expecting. I thought you were going to be cool. Don't want to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to see everyone's submissions. Um, I was hoping to get out to the Smokies um next weekend it probably looks like it's not gonna happen uh, i was gonna try to film something out there well what do you got but, going on next weekend yeah. uh nothing uh, i'll tell you guys offline but, uh, okay um, yeah but so i'm still trying to make it happen provided you know depends when you guys want to come up with a deadline uh, so last podcast you guys mentioned july 15th was kind of well, like a goal and not a requirement. You've implicated yourself in your slacking ways. <laughs> um, actually, the most <laughs> recent podcast, number 49, um, the one that Doggy Daddy missed. Um, well, you guys said it'd be nice to have it by then, but it's not required to have it. By there you then, go. Right? Yeah. So we're being pretty flexible. Um, here's kind of here's kind of a, a new development on that storyline. Um, middle of this past week, um, the Marine Discovery Center actually canceled, just straight up canceled their Damn. event, the Lagunacy event. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we were going to kind of piggyback on Lagunacy and probably would have done the premiere at Lagunacy uh, one evening of Lagunacy, whether probably the Friday night prior to the Derby. Um, but now that they've canceled it and people down here, man, it's, it's such a roller coaster with, you know, even though uh, I'm not going to even get into the COVID (laughs) thing because it's, it's, you know, but 
Long story short, we're kind of eyeballing. We're like a permit, man. We're, we've got the eyeball <laughs> on that fucking fly. We're kind of leaning into it, looking at it. Uh, we've got a date in mind, but it's far enough out um, that with the uncertainty of whether we're going to get locked down again or, you know, whatever's happening in the world that, that impacts everybody's daily decisions on what they can do. Um, we're hopeful that uh, it's just going to be like a mid-fall kind of event. And uh, that gives everybody plenty of time if, they, if they're really down with uh, getting on this and uh, finish up what you're doing. You've got pretty much the rest of the summer. I mean, we are in a trailer park. We're recording in a double wide right now. So, you know, a little bit of flexibility on, quote, unquote, the rules, I think, is going to be okay with everybody. Um, I mean, for fuck's sake, we haven't announced that there's any prize other than, you know, probably bragging rights though. I right. do, I, I, I do have a couple of ideas for some, uh, awards, um, that I'm going to see about what we can do to get created. Um, so I think a bowling trophy would go a long way if I was to win an event like that. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> and it is kind of a, a trophy idea. Um, the most okay fly fishing video of 2020. But, I'm I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. I'm liking it. I'm digging it. Um, but yeah, something along those lines. And uh, you know, we uh, we're not known for our influence uh, in the fly fishing space. So you know, I don't I don't imagine Scott Fly Rods uh, is going to send out a bunch of swag, and uh, you know, Able Reels isn't lining up to. Uh, you know, give out engraved reels to the winners and stuff like that. Who knows? Maybe down the road, you know, a year or two from now, maybe maybe if uh, people dig it and the second year becomes something a little bit more, it could go that direction. I don't know. But uh, for now, we just – this is self-serving, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I enjoy sitting down, telling the stories, bullshitting with you guys, and this video – film festival, whatever we're doing is listeners opportunities to be telling us stories. And that's yes. what gets me giddy. Yeah. Yeah. And think about, uh, think about it as like a public service too, for people in quarantine that can't get out. Like you're making quality content for dudes that can't, you know, go out and travel like myself at the moment. Right. So please, please drop those bangers on, on a YouTube link for us. That's right. And uh, I know that the uh, there's a group of guys up in the low country that have been working pretty hard. I know I posted or reposted their post on our story. Um, Robbie, yeah, those guys really look like yeah. they're they're putting some pretty big effort into it, which I'm pretty stoked about. Um, I don't know if the guys are listening to our podcast, um, but Dinks only on. Uh, YouTube, they have a YouTube channel. It's yeah. a couple of young yeah, guys out in, in Montana. Um, I reached out to them just to try to recruit some content from them because I dig their channel and uh, I need to circle back around and, and confirm with them that they're still planning on doing something. But I think that would give us a little bit of uh, that sweet water, fresh water flavor and, and in a manner that. I'm not going to be bagging on them because in years past, I'm always the uh, wet blanket after the <laughs> film tour. That's like, 
God yeah. almighty, it was yeah. nothing but fucking trout fishing. Some <laughs> sad fucking story about some old guy. And, you know, fuck. It's true, though. <laughs> but it was a great opportunity to go back to the bar and get another couple of beers. I didn't really miss anything. But with these guys out in Montana, I, I really fucking laugh and and have a good time watching their stuff. Mm-hmm. So, And not that it's his genre, but I am secretly had been like wondering and hoping... That uh, there might be a huge entry in, but I don't know, man. Some people, you know, are, are a bigger deal these days. Yeah, and probably don't have time, you know, because they're working on weekly content, and you know, a few guys down in a fucking trailer park probably don't merit the extra <laughs> effort. Real high on that is what radar I'm guessing. <laughs> well, and the other problem with that is it's got to be new content. Chance has been on YouTube before. Hmm. The rules is the rules. Yeah. The rules is the rules. So, um, Flicka. Mark and I, um, so well, you guys have been fishing. I'm, I'm dying to hear this one. Yeah. So, so we, uh, so there's a Instagram account that I follow, um, now that I live in New Smyrna and, uh, it's NSB Inlet. And oh yeah, the the guy that I, I hate to fucking use this word, but like he curates content. I mean, I know a lot of it is his. Is that um, Jeremy? Yeah, it's Jeremy. Do you know Jeremy? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I, I worked with him at Fluid a little bit. Okay, that's cool. And his wife is uh, Grilled Cheese Social. Right? Grilled Cheese Social. Yes, sir. Um, so anyway, I followed Jeremy, and uh, I had. I mean, it's been like a fucking theme this summer. Um, there's been a ton of sharks. Oh, yeah. Albeit up around the inlet, but I'm a big believer that there's no fence on the beach. So there's a good likelihood that there's probably sharks in the surf mm-hmm. up and down the beach, right? Yeah. So I called Mark and I said, hey... I'm going to be able to go out late on Thursday. I'll I'll be wrapped up with work, and I've got this harebrained fucking idea (laughs) that we can go out to the beach, and maybe we'll, you know, see some sharks cruising inside the the break, you know, in the surf zone, and they're probably going to be within reach of a, you know, a 50, 60-foot cast, what do you think? And I said, you know, I have walked the beach in the summertime before when the water is nice and clear and we've been having this west wind, so there shouldn't be much in the way of waves. And I've seen redfish cruising, you know, in the in the trough and stuff like that. Black drum I've seen. But, like, really it's all about let's, let's go try to fucking feed a shark in yeah. the surf. And, uh, you know, I, I was selling it, man, because I, I, I know how fucking stupid it sounds. And... You know, I'm but long-winded. That's, that's what sold it. it well, I'm yeah, long-winded, like, <laughs> and, and at some point, I took a breath to keep the bullshit going. And as I was drawing in the breath, Mark's like, "Yes," and I was like, "All right, cool." And uh, so he's like, uh, well, "What kind of flies?" And I was like, "I don't know, man. Like something mullety." I said, "But also, coming from the non-shark angling fly guy." <laughs> 
Um, I think they like like red and orange mm-hmm. shit too. So maybe like some red and yeah. orange, like a deceiver or you know a bait fish pattern yeah. and some really fucking crazy bright colors. And so those of you that are listening that might not know it, if you don't follow Mark on Instagram, he's a hell of a fucking fly tire. And, hell yeah. Uh, he fucking whipped up some really good looking stuff. And, uh, we met up on Thursday. I think we rolled into the Taylor park at about four, four ish. And, uh, you know, the, the weather down here, Andrew, holy shit. It's been uh, like hundred plus. Oh yeah. It was on Thursday. The feels like temperature was like 104, 106. I mean, you, you, you walk out and it's like, oh, Lord, have mercy. It's just fucking unbearably, yep. unbearably hot. And it's also been, especially this week, it's been like fucking constant like rain. Oh, yeah. And it's like unpredictable as fuck. Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, I can remember years ago, like when I was working as a lifeguard, like you kind of. afternoon. Yeah. It's like, you know, one o'clock, one thirty, two o'clock at the latest, you're going to get those fucking boomers, right? But yeah. now it's like fucking start at 11 o'clock in the morning yeah. and it just never fucking clears up. And it's like wave after wave after wave. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of like, you know, I, I even said, I was like, you know, there's a good chance we're going to get fucking pissed on. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's probably better air conditioning than what we're going to be yeah. dealing with anyway. So we said, fuck it. And, and off we went. So we went down, um, to a place. To a place. And uh, <laughs> whenever was there, water? there was water, uh, the Atlantic Ocean. And uh, as as luck would have it, um, the tide was pretty much bottoming out. Yeah. And uh, from our perch atop the dunes, we could see to the north and to the south, there was a couple of areas where you could see the sandbar mm-hmm. on the inside was just about out, you know, the water and a big, nice, deep trough in between those areas. So we start walking and, uh, uh, that's a lie. We, we actually chilled out and had a couple of tall boy PBRs and just watched and just watched. And when we finished our beer, then we started our stroll and, uh, fuck within, 30 yards. We're like, holy shit, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> there's wow, like this. That's fast. Yeah. <laughs> but then we're like, it's not moving. But what the fuck is it? And we still never we figured still out what it was, know. but there's like some very dark, very large object in one of the troughs. So it's some kind of debris of some kind that's on the bottom. But uh, nonetheless, we kept hoofing it and uh, uh, we probably went like three quarters of a mile or so to the south. Yeah. And I mean, I was also using it as a learning opportunity because I had never surf fish, period, whether conventional or fly. Otherwise, yeah. Right. So I was asking questions, you know. And I was saying, I don't know. Uh, right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you get many rooster fish in these parts? We, we did talk about We did. We, we, we were like, you know, oh, this is kind of like down, you know, running down the man. Yeah. And, and, uh, mm. We we were checking out like there's just all kinds of turtle nests that we were seeing and stuff and it's it's neat the way they mark them you know yep. one one that we saw was like from the day that we were out there yeah. like holy shit that's from this morning um so you know while we're walking 
um, we hear the first rumble of thunder. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we turn and look to the north, and it is like huge <laughs> fucking, like huge thunder boomer. So I wasn't getting signal at the time. Mark had enough signal, and he looked at the radar app, yep. and he was like, that's, you're not going to believe, is up by St. Augustine. St. Augustine. And I was like, holy wow. shit. That's so, something you want to be caught out there in. Yeah, so we're like, okay, we're, we're fine. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty far away. Wind's coming out of the southwest. Yep. So we're good, right? So, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we ended up uh, deciding that we're going to turn around and walk back towards uh, the sandbars that we saw that were north of us. And, um, again, we see the, the dark object on the bottom, and we're like, you know, oh, but, but yeah. while we're walking – Dude, we saw a couple of sea turtles massive. that were massive that were hanging out just outside of the break. And, uh, you know, I don't know whether they're like, you know, staging to come on shore that night and, and lay oh, eggs. That's, yeah, it's probably okay. what they were doing. Um, but anyway, uh, we're heading north and a couple times Mark saw some small bait, yeah. um, you know, showering in the in the surf line. And we're like, okay, this is looking good. And then we started seeing some birds actually starting yep. to fly. And we're like, okay, maybe this is about to happen. And, uh, you know, we're still looking for the man in the brown suit. Still haven't seen him. And uh, freaking we see a bunch of smaller stuff, like all of a sudden, like, scooting out. Yeah. And we're like, if, I'll be honest with you. When I, when I first, I was like, was that mullet? You know, because you're so used to seeing right. mullet, mullet, you know. Yeah. And I was like, man, it didn't act like mullet. You know, and so I was like, fuck it. Um, I, I was throwing a little tiny fly, like just still a redfish fly yep. that was still tied on. Mark had the the, the steel meat. leader on yep. with the meat. Um, so I make a couple of casts, and sure as shit, man, there's these, the fish that we saw are on the fly. I mean, yeah. like, ju- like fighting for it. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting takes. I'm trying to hook, you know, strip set just not hooking up and uh wow. i make cast after cast i'm getting follows i'm getting eats that i'm not hooking up on and eventually i finally do mm-hmm. and it's a bluefish yeah and, and really? it, it, yeah it was a bunch of bluefish that are you know huh. running in schools up and down the beach and Sick. uh so mark mark starts getting in the game uh you ended up with uh yeah a, I actually a little, ended up- little jack Cravel. yep changing flies yeah because i was getting the same response you were yeah that big and it was just too big yeah they they were they were eating the fly because but they weren't getting the whole fly in their mouth they're biting the back half of it not really getting so i just actually had switched to size two schminnow there you go and yeah jack and and uh you you hooked up with uh probably a bluefish i'm guessing that was actually seemed to be a lot bigger than anything I had hooked and landed because I mean, it was peel and drag. It was. And here, here was the thing. I had a couple of hookups and as you're trying to land them, if there's any kind of wave that comes in, you end up with slack in your line. And I think and that's, that's where when, I went wrong. Yeah. yeah. And, and like you actually have to land them. You have to kind of time it and almost make them surf the wave in knowing mm-hmm. that then they're going to get left on the beach and then you can land <laughs> it. <laughs> Cause if not, when the, when the wave comes in and then starts to go back out, like that little 
interim period, yeah. you get slack, and they're just off. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, to, nothing about what we caught was big, um, but it was fun as hell. It was Cause, fun. Because, you know, we struck off on this exploratory mm-hmm. mission. Absolutely. And we didn't get the shark that we were hoping for. We never nope. even saw a shark the whole time we were out there. But we did catch fish. Yeah. Which was pretty fucking cool. And, and you know, I had just as much fun with that little seven-inch jack, you yeah. know, watching it through the waves as I'm bringing it in. And it's oh, yeah. trying to peel back out. And so it was... It well, was the fun. whole Instagram story uh, looked romantic as hell. Oh, uh, I'm throwing a little video together for you. It'll make it even better, oh, yeah. Andrew. Yeah. yeah I'm like, I'll get you back down here. I was like, damn, who's that good-looking bastard on the fly rod? And just the whole like whole whole way of like how you guys get out there. Like I never, uh, I never did it, but just like hearing about like getting out there to the beach it seems pretty sick. Just the way to do it. Yeah, it's it's fun, man. It's a nice diversion. Yeah, and uh, we uh, started becoming very aware of the weather. Mm-hmm. Which, if you look in some of the shots from my Instagram post, um, you know, there's a bit of a shelf cloud uh, coming, and uh, we were able to get a little blip of service and looked at the radar, and we're reasonably sure that either we hung out. And dealt with it, yeah. um, or were dumbasses and got in the skiff <laughs> and drove into it. So we were like, "Fuck it, let's just stay." And if we get hit, we get hit. But we, we'd be really dumb to like bail and then like drive into drive it. Drive into it. So as luck would have it, um, Edgewater kind of was as far south as it came, and it yeah. blew out to sea just north of Edgewater, right around Edgewater. I think Oak Hill probably got a little sprinkle. Mm-hmm. But um, we stayed dry down where we were in the lagoon. Yep. But uh, at that point, we were like, okay, tide was very obviously coming in again, uh, chasing us up the beach, and it, it's just not it's just not doable at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hoofed it back and uh, decided to do a little uh, traditional flats fishing at that point. Yeah, and uh, Mark actually. Got a really nice trout, and uh, I was trying to be artsy, and I'm like, you know, okay, out of the boat against the mangroves, like, okay, you <laughs> nice know, nice picture, yeah, nice picture. Well, the funny thing is, like, so I'm like, you know, I, I'm totally being, you know, artsy, you know, trying to get that that perfect shot, you know, it's it's, it, and you know, you're doing it for the gram, so of course, get out of the boat, you know, and you know, we're gonna stay uh, it, perfect, perfect. And then all I'm doing is lining the shot up. I haven't I haven't hit the shutter yet, right? And then Mark <laughs> turns yeah. the fish around. <laughs> and as he's turning around, man, like where the storm is now blowing offshore, like light is starting to come out and it's like really orange, golden light, like the perfect, like that that fucking delicious light. And that trout is, is lighting up. And I'm like, fucking perfect. <laughs> and I'm about to hit the fucking shutter. And he releases it. And I'm like, the fuck, man? He was like, what? And I said, I haven't taken the picture yet. And he goes, oh, I thought you already got the picture. I was just... And so I was like, all right, assume the pose again. So I took his picture empty-handed just out of, you know, 
yeah. because I was too busy trying to be too fucking arty and missed it. Yeah, but Mark was over there thinking, "Keep him wet, keep him wet, yeah. keep him wet," and I was thinking, "Yeah, the Graham's gonna Where's love my this. Fish tank? The Graham's gonna love this." No, I'll never. I mean, that's a memorable trout. Yeah, yeah. So then, uh, well, it's probably almost better that you didn't get it, though. Oh, I, like, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like the story is way funnier now. A- absolutely. What we it. will forever oh, yeah. remember that trout because of the fact that there's a picture of him posing <laughs> empty-handed. And we, we, we know the trout. We know what happened there. Um, so we uh, we pulled around, um, saw a few fish. Never really got like we'd see them. And yeah, I still that one, the first one we saw is just burned into my memory. We were what hundred yeah plus out still, and the tail just waving, uh-huh. and then it just and it was a geez. it was a broom, man. We were like okay, and I like pulled down on yeah. it, and it just never came back never. up. We're like fuck, but uh, yeah, yeah. So we uh. We pulled until the sun was, you know, yeah. to the point where we're like, all right, well, we better start heading north because, you know, don't want to get back in yep. the dark because that's when the skeeters come out. Um, their little minions had been out already. Oh, man. man I got <laughs> fucked up by some no like severely fucked up. Like they were little ankle biters bad that evening. And I'm going to. Jeez. A few times it messed up my game oh yeah because it was itching so bad but i needed to cast and i'm like oh, but i want to itch i'm like oh you know i'll tell you no cms i'll take mosquitoes any day mm-hmm. over no cms but hands down i'll take no cms lighten up my legs and my ankles my all ankles. day long oh. what i can't stand and it doesn't happen very often but it occasionally happens and when it happens i want to cry like a little bitch They'll get in your fucking eye and like make it to the corner of your eye, and it's just like because they're so tight. And it's you know, no CMs. The way I understand it, I'm sure an entomologist will will send us a a message on social media and tell me I'm wrong. But they're not biting you so much as there's a reaction between like whatever the like they're like more of an irritant than anything. And occasionally I've had it where it's like you know like they're buzzing around your face and you like mm-hmm. wave it and it ends up like, you know, your eyelash oh. bats it down and it's like seated right in the inside <laughs> corner, right up against your nose, right in the, yeah. in that little red spot there in the corner of your eye. And you're like, Oh my God, it feels like somebody's poking you yep. with a, a hot ice pick right in the corner of the eyeball. <laughs> yeah. So never they had can, the pleasure. They can have my ankles all yeah. day long. Just stay out of my eyeball. You don't miss it. Do you, Andrew? I, 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 I believe it or not, I kind of not that part. Fuck that. But like, I just discovered what ticks are. Oh, I was going to say it's tick fuck season. Ticks. Oh my god, man! <laughs> I had to go follow some dudes on a land nav thing for like three hours in the woods, and I pulled like seven ticks off of me. You know they're easier uh, to pull off if you if you leave them for a day or so. They get like about the size yeah. of a grape. Oh, yeah. nice and just pluck this. them right off. Yep. Jeez, and now I'm paranoid now. Like, well, you got to watch uh, out I for the cheaters too. Oh, I got those too. Same day. 
<laughs> and and some kind of poisonous shit. And uh, poison I ivy. I didn't find uh, maybe I didn't find its way onto me until I had washed uh, some of my clothes. With, yeah. I think it brushed up against my shirt, and then I washed my clothes or something or touch some other clothes and I got it like a day later. So, so you end up awesome. with like a really itchy rash yeah. with like little blisters. Yeah. It yep. was awesome. Poison Ivy. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to so. Tennessee, buddy. Where it's Sucks, also hot it. as shit and humid as shit. And <laughs> Sounds like you're having a great time. I know. I'm having the best of times. <laughs> well, you know, you're down in middle Tennessee and there's no doubt about it that it gets hot 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 down there and like dank kind of hot um up in east tennessee you know up you know you get a little breeze off the hills and cools down at night um i can handle that you handle that (laughs) you're kind of uh more on like almost like a plateau uh down around nashville so i I don't know how that affects the weather but it, it can get brutal down there there's no doubt about it yeah, it was uh, two, three months ago. It got up to 105. I'm like, I, I thought Tennessee was not supposed to get this hot, but <laughs> apparently, apparently it does. And so I was supposed to go back out to California um, again, but that got shut down. And last year it got up to 100, just just shy of 120. And, wow. Uh, yeah, oh, I don't yeah. care what they say. I don't care what they say about a dry heat. When it's 120 degrees out, it doesn't really matter. No, it's no. just yeah, it's, it's just yeah, brutal. Hot. Yeah, it just yeah. means you stepped into a convection oven. That's all dry heat means. Oh, yes. Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing I really miss, and uh, it's kind of weird, but I think it's mainly because of a you know the photographs and stuff. Like I would get a summer storms. I miss summer storms a lot. Yeah, you and like going out there to look forward to. Yeah, you, you you like going out there and chasing those lightning shots or those towering you know, cumulus shots out, out west of your house. Yeah. Well, and even like temperature wise, like you get that little five minute of downburst right before you get dumped on. It's kind of like, Oh, that's what being a person feels like again. (laughs) So I miss, I miss Florida like hell, man. And, uh, I painted about every chance I get. Yeah. We need to get you some, uh, lagoon, um, landscape, painting is going yeah if you you get any reference photos and stuff like that i'd greatly appreciate it oh yeah like that and i you know i never had thought to take a bunch of photos of just random shit when i was there so i don't have a whole lot of like okay this is what a lagoon mangrove looks like you know okay so i i'm planning on going out tomorrow so i'll actually take a few uh there's a few places that i think have some extraordinary uh, shorelines because of the diversity mm-hmm. of uh, hardwood and palm. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, like, and especially with then, all those, like some of those, then mangroves are like trees. right in the, yeah. yeah, like mangrove in the foreground, right at the water's edge. And then you've got like palms that are embedded in like these windy shaped old, yep. old yeah. oaks, you know, yeah, I got I got a few places. I'll get you some photos. I appreciate it. So, um, go ahead. I was just saying, like, I, yeah, I would be down there doing it live if I could right now. So, hopefully, early early fall, I'll be able to get down there and actually do some of that stuff. 
Yeah, well, oh, hopefully, nice. uh, hopefully, when we figure out when the derby is, we can coordinate and you can be down here for that. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you guys figure that out, I'll. Uh, it, it might be a one and done kind of thing because uh, I can do it once and then might not be able to do it again for a while. But, right. Yeah, just let me know. All right, we'll do. Um, anybody got? Something. I mean, uh, I could beat that how, fucking Mark. How was your trip to Panama City? Uh, pretty uneventful. I caught two lizard fish. Lizard fish. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is a lizard fish? Uh, you, you apparently missed the uh, epic photo <laughs> on the <laughs> on the group text. He's like, I caught something. I don't know what the hell it what is. The... Yeah. I was like, uh, it's a lizard fish. Oh, I just looked it up. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, but but you did hook into something that like, oh, it it peeled off whatever it was and burnt the finger and. I'm still betting. It, I'm still betting like a twenty thirty pound jack. I'm thinking. I mean, because you said it was like a like pushing a whole lot of water. It's probably a school right. of those guys. So it was like bait pod after bait pod kept coming through, and I finally decided to start casting across the school of bait and dragging the fly through and whatever it was it was it was off and gone but no it was fun i did a lot of uh waiting and just walking around and seeing stuff and had found a couple dock lights that had tons of fish on them but they were afraid of the fly Really? Yeah. I mean, the water was just... Oh, it's like gin, gin clear, clear up yeah. there. And so there was plenty of opportunity for fish. I just didn't make it happen. But wah, I didn't get skunked. Wah, wah. That's right. <laughs> happens. Yeah. Another species like, to no, the list. There you hard. go. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking skunk set photos yeah. today, baby. I got yeah. the lizard <laughs> fish in my back pocket. Yeah, but no, I always like going up there because... I have in-laws at Hurlbert, and uh, as I'm waiting the sound, I can see the AC-130s out at the range. That's sick. It is, can, you, you know, can you hear them? Oh, you, you can like, hear them, yeah. <laughs> yep. and, you know, when they fire the cannon, you can oh, hear the Oh, the fucking boom. howitzer, yeah. yeah. So it's sometimes I just end up sitting there watching that. And Is Tyndall back open yet, or is yeah, it still shut down? I believe down? so. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was or not. They've got the thirty fives there. Like a, I don't think it's like a full up and running deal. Right. I think it's like a kind of a skeleton crew. But yeah, no, I mean it was a good trip. Saw family, saw enough of them just to be like, hey, till the next time. Um, but yeah, overall good trip. Caught a lizard fish. <laughs> <laughs> Did check that one off. Yep. You know. You need to find out the next time you're up there because obviously you you have the ability to get on base at Eglin um, and Hurlbert. My dad, I was born at Eglin, mm-hmm. and uh, the reason my dad chose Eglin, long story that we're not even getting into, but he he actually got to choose where he he was mm-hmm. um, going to be posted, and he chose Eglin, and he spent he was range safety and literally he was told go drive around out on the range 
take a fishing rod with you. There's tons of lakes out there. You know what? And if you happen to see something that's unsafe in your travels, write it up. Otherwise, we'll see you back here at five o'clock. And he spent wow. like so, he spent like every day driving around on these dirt roads out in the middle of oh, the range, yeah. just fishing all these little and obscure ponds and lakes out there. That's pretty from, cool. Bass. From what I understand as well, and there's a couple marked ones. Okay. As you're as you're heading south off of I-10, recreational areas. But from what I understand, you're allowed to fish there, mm-hmm. if, you know, accompanied by active. Oh, you, active need, you would need or, somebody active duty? Or, or, or retired. Okay. Just somebody with, and you have to check with range safety. To make sure you're not going sure, somewhere where you're right. going to get possibly blown up, up. <laughs> and mark's like hey i've that's happened before yeah. it's no big deal and, i'm, I, I'm yeah. okay that's what I mark's saying and andrew's going god that would make such a sick photo <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, but that's the thing you have to take a uxo class because there's so much unexploded ordnance out there, out there <laughs> oh that, wow you, know, you could come up on whatever's out there <laughs> we used to deer hunt out at fort rucker in alabama and i remember on a few occasions like yeah this side of the dirt road is the impact area on this side of the road is like from the place they shoot from so uh, with the with the apaches yeah and i remember uh rolling up on a few uh spent hellfire like casings and stuff like i guess what initially rifles out of the pod yeah. And you would see shells and all this type mm-hmm. of like shit that gets dropped out of Apaches. But there's always... there's dumb, dumb people that try oh. to pick that stuff up, right? As a memento. Or... So, so talking about unexploded ordnance, um, we ate dinner earlier before the before we sat down to record, and <laughs> one of the conversations that we had uh, was about a couple of different shows that we've each seen on YouTube recently. And I had recommended to Ben that there's a channel, uh, called dark docs. And I've been like, watching the shit out of that. I watched speaking of unexploded ordnance, the one about the sidewinder missile. Have you watched that one? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. So, so many of them. Okay. So learned a couple of things in that, particular episode number one i did not know that there was like a full-on like aerial warfare battle in the early 70s between mainland china and taiwan and during that aerial back and forth uncle sam provided AIM-9 Sidewinders to the Taiwanese. And even though they had less capable aircraft, Mm -hmm. those new infrared (laughs) missiles, like more than even the score, and they were smoking the piss out of the fucking communist Chinese. But one of the missiles that they shot impaled in the Chinese jet and didn't, the the warhead didn't explode. no. And when they flew back and landed, they're like, hey, there's a fucking missile in the plane. And they reverse engineered it. And that's how. And actually, the Chinese sent it to Russia. Russia um, 
reverse engineered it, and that's how they ended up with their equivalent of a sidewinder. And in return, they gave the technology to the Chinese as well as gave them uh, the MiG-21. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, wow. I mean, number the Don't you love those assholes? So <laughs> we, would, we would have that problem with RPGs. Either Jesus. you had a cage around your truck or a net. Oh, and it would catch it and not and go off? Catch it and not go off. And then what do you do? Like, uh, boys, we can't get out. <laughs> am, I, much- am I right in thinking there was like a reactive armor thing they have for, like that would blow up and like counter the other explosion or something? Or am I making shit up? Kinda. Yeah. It's radioactive. But, uh, Jesus. <laughs> it was pretty much rock, paper, scissors to see who pulled it out. Holy shit. Because we didn't have EOD. It would take them, you know, two hours to get to you. And you can't just And sit they would there. just do the same thing right. you're doing. Throw it over the hill. and But, yeah. No shit. I mean, there's no reverse engineering the RPG, but. Right. Yeah. Still. <laughs> Damn, man. Can't imagine a whole missile. Yeah. <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, just hanging shit. out. It's like, we've never seen this. Let's right. figure out how to take it apart. Right. And you got one shot, by the way. Yeah. Wow. Not the right It's pretty wire. crazy to think about. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the balls to just be like, yeah, let's open it up. <laughs> well, obviously, obviously it was, I mean, I... I take that back. I'm not going to say obviously, but I mean, it, it's, it's a dud, you know, but I mean, yeah, I would hope it, that made him uh, only engineer rockets. that didn't work. It's, it's a, you know, it's like as a kid, if you, you know, the, the first time you were introduced to firecrackers mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, number one, don't hold it in your hand, lay it down, light it and get the fuck away from it. And if it doesn't go off, don't go over there and pick it up. Because it could just be that the fuse is like super slow. Yeah. And when you pick it up, that's when you lose three fingers, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, you know, but so you would think that when they landed with this thing, they'd be like, um, just park that <laughs> just, motherfucker over there. We're going to leave it. Just leave it. But they yanked it out. They're and, probably like, well, you landed. Right. Yeah. She didn't blow. So anyway, that, that channel is killer. Um, did you see the one where the Russians came up with a airplane that flew just above the water, like in ground effect? I have not seen that one. Make it your next one. It's hmm. it's like bonkers. Okay. I don't I, I don't know what it's called. I'll, I'll look it up for you. But it was like a giant seaplane, but it, it, it uh, only yeah, rode in ground like effect. Uh huh. Yeah, the wings were like not even as long as it was. Uh, it was like really stubby wings and huge engine on the back. It, it looked, it didn't even really fly. It just flew like within 10 feet of the surface right. of the water. And uh, it was pretty cool. Them Russians. Yeah. There's some crazy shit I didn't know They're about. Very crazy. <laughs> yeah. We're going to strap this large motor on this and we are going to, well, I mean, I guess you're going to call it fly it. <laughs> Jeez. Who wants to go water ski? Yeah. Oh, the craziest thing, uh, I'm not sure if I saw it on Dark Docs, but it was like uh, the the technique they developed to put like dudes in a hot air balloon and uh, have an airplane come by and skyhook them out of the air. Oh, yeah. 
Well, that the, shit's insane. The, the the army so would snatch guys yeah. in Vietnam off the fucking ground with Hercule with like C one thirties. Yep. Yep. So yep. You, yeah. Same thing. You'd send up your balloon and, and yeah, <laughs> hang the fuck on. <laughs> oh man, We're I can only imagine being a prisoner or something, and <laughs> that's how you get expelled out of country. What what is it? What is it? The saying goes: "Where there's a will, there's a way." Yeah. Just think of the fucking first crazy bastard that volunteered to test that. Yeah. Fellas, we're going to need a volunteer. We're testing some new technology today. We'll get yeah. you an extra weekend to leave. Well, well that's Hell the crazy yeah. thing. Like, you have all, like, as a government employee, or if you're in the military, like, I, I imagine, and, you know, I go through, you know, there's a lot of, like, online training of, like, how not to be an asshole or how not to open the wrong email. And all these, like, training things are, like, it, it kind of paints a picture of the government that's, like, really, really, really risk-averse. And right. Oh, yeah. scared to let anyone do anything. But at the same time, they're fucking extracting dudes <laughs> with hot air balloons from a C-130. <laughs> or, like, or, or, you know, how about the, the test pilots that, yeah. you know, they're like, we need to try this new ejection seat. So we're going <sighs> to strap you yeah. to a rocket sled, and when you hit 600 miles an hour we're going to pull the handle. Yeah. Maybe it'll work or maybe you'll smash into the wall. <laughs> oh, by the way, I need to sign this form real quick. Yeah. <laughs> but with Vietnam. Oh, oh old you, Chucky. Is that his name? No, 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 no. Um, yeah. So on Facebook, um, I shared a YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a documentary. Uh, and I think it's been done a couple of different ways. Different uh, different people have done it, but PBR uh, four years ago actually did a really quality. It's probably like eighteen minute long. Yeah. And oh, I, yeah, I started to watch that. Yeah, and uh, the it's the the greatest beer run mm-hmm. of all time. And it was a a guy that had served in Vietnam. Um, Although he didn't see any combat while he was there, he gets back home, ends up in the Merchant Marine, and uh, he's at a bar in Brooklyn, I think. Yeah. Uh, And he and the bartender are talking, and there's other kids from the neighborhood that are over in Southeast Asia at the time. And it comes up with, you know, something about, you know, I sure just wish I could, you know, like have a beer with those guys. And the dude says, I'll, I'll, I'll have a beer with him. You know, I can get my next, you know, job that I get. I'll just hop a, a freighter that's, you know, headed to Vietnam and I'll do it. And, and the bartender actually goes and tells one of the other kids, mom, that whatever his name was, is like going to go have a beer with their yeah. son. And, and now he's like <laughs> kind of painted into the corner, but the fucker pulled it off. Mm-hmm. It, it's the craziest documentary and it makes me, you know, think back. Everybody's done the old proverbial beer run. Yeah. You know, it's like parties running low on beer, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Cover one eye. Yep. You can probably <laughs> fucking make it to the corner store and back. Hopefully Johnny Law is not anywhere in between. Who's going to do the beer run? And, yep. you know. Have I been the dumbass that's done it? Plenty yep. of times. 
Um, <laughs> should I have? Probably not. <laughs> Did I make it unscathed? Yep. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, to think. Pretty epic. To, I mean, this guy went to, and, and it was like, the craziest like circumstances led him to like being, it it was like just dumb luck after Mm -hmm. dumb luck. And he actually pulled it off. And I think three different guys from his neighborhood, he ends up having a fucking beer with halfway across the world in a war zone. Yep. Not no more. And it's really cool because the documentary, all these guys are like, now in their seventies and they have like a reunion at the bar where all this, this plan was hatched. Yeah. And just to hear them telling the stories, I was sitting there just watching it thinking, this is me and my buddies talking, you know, right. like, you yeah. know, it was, it was like really, yeah. really cool to, to see and to hear. So if you haven't seen the documentary about the craziest beer run in history, um, we posted it on our Facebook page Go check it out. It's worth the time. Oh, yeah. It's 100%. Um, by the time you're done with it, you're going to be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know? So. Ben, how many beer runs have, have you been on recently? Oh, recently? Yeah. I mean, a good, like, good old-fashioned Is that code for he's just about to get sent on one? <laughs> no, it's no. 11 o'clock. There ain't, there ain't nowhere to go get uh, a beer Meth Lab's here. closed. The beer run is the fridge, and I did that already once. Uh, not super recent. We 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 have another topic that we need to discuss. Um, I, I don't remember the context that it was talked about. Oh, I I do now. I do. Um, so, young Benjamin. Oh no, has has been working very 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 diligently um just side hustle regular job i think uh he was telling us he's done like this oh there's another one yeah i don't know what's going on with this majik (laughs) this is the weirdest thing so what is that um somehow i think that it's like a call coming in through my computer uh, which obviously we're recording on right now, and I don't know how to turn it off, but there it seems to have gone away. So because Ben is got that hustle going, mm-hmm. the minister of the hustle minister. worked <laughs> roughly 70 hours this week. Damn. Yeah, like, I mean, burning the candle at both ends. Yet here he sits, like, you know, committed to the cause. Yep. Here, making sure not entertained, creating this content, <laughs> and uh, he said, "You know, I've been pro working, staff worthy. I've been working a lot this week, man. And you know, if I come up to the Taylor Park, you know, <laughs> it's always late when we're done. What the fuck? <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> all right." I may have killed it. Let's see. We're getting voicemails. Oh, nice. No, it's whoever. Yep. If your number is... No, I'm not going to do that because everybody <laughs> calling somebody. Um, so, Ben Ben said, 
you know, we're, we're doing like roll call basically of, you know, is everybody going to be available, you know, come over, have dinner. We'll do a podcast. Everybody's like, yep, I'm in, I'm in. Men's like, man, I've been working so much this week. I'm totally down to do it. If <laughs> as long, as long as I can, you know, like crash on the couch or whatever, cause you know, I'm an hour to get back home. It'll be late when we're finished. And, uh, I was like, sure, man, no problem. However, (laughs) because the last podcast, because he, I mean, the minister of hustle has been straight up hustling lately. So, I mean, this is, this is like, we're, we're months deep into this like crazy work schedule. So the last time we recorded episode 49, doggy daddy, um, (laughs) Ben was pretty sleepy. And, and I said, Hey man, you know, you can spend the night, bring a, bring a fucking, you know, overnight bag. And he did. And I did. And uh, so uh, I said, look, twice in a row, um, we can't be doing this walk of shame the next morning. You know, because he, he, he fucking slipped out like last, last time. And well, like I got up, you know, like a fucking bear awakening from a hibernation comes stumbling out of the fucking bedroom. Ben's already gone, man. I don't even know what time he got up and left. <laughs> um, and when you when you walk down that driveway, you cannot, you can't limp, you can't stumble. You have to very surely walk with like a normal gait. That's right. Well, so I, I said, look, man, there there will be no fucking you know walk of shame. Um, well, and the to morning be fair, after when I went to go to bed last time, you're like, hey, man, cool. If I see you in the morning, great. If not, drive safe. So I took that to mean if you wake up and you got somewhere to be, go be there. That That's a very, very nice attempt to uh, steer <laughs> us away from the matter at hand, which yeah. is the walk of shame. And, uh, you know, there, I'm suspecting, I don't know why, but okay. I'm suspecting that Ben isn't really fully aware of what the walk of shame is. I'm, I think I'm pretty aware of what the walk of shame is. I've got an idea. Okay. And what's the what would you call the opposite of the walk of shame? The walk of fame, motherfucker. I was going to go so, with the runway, but I couldn't remember the word for runway for a minute. Runway. Confidence. Oh. Strutting it. I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Um, so, and it's a very misogynistic term. Um, okay. You know, because if if you happen to end up sleeping over mm-hmm. and uh, the next morning, rather than getting up and uh, having breakfast and, and, and saying a, a face-to-face adieu, and and then go about your your business and take mm-hmm. off. Yeah. If you slip out in the dark of morning or while the sunlight, then you know that's the walk of shame. That's... You're like you're fucking dipping, man. Yeah. So the requirement this evening is yes, you can you can stay over. You know, mikasa es su casa. However, Ben now knows that he's obligated that we have to go to breakfast in the morning. So not, there is not going to be a fucking, uh, he is not doing the walk of shame. Correct. Um, 
Now, you know, for for reference sake, just to make sure that young Benjamin is fully up to speed on this. <laughs> so when I went to school at University of Tennessee, one of the dormitories that I stayed in, Melrose Hall, was part of Presidential Courtyard. And basically, it was this large courtyard, and on the north and south side... <laughs> This I, I don't know understand why this is happening. Can you mute your laptop? Um, you know I can try that. Wow, that was simple. Thank you for the tech support. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, when Jed listens to this, probably after the first time he's like, "Damn it, Larry, mute it." Walk of shame, Melrose. So, Sorry. so uh you've got a, a dorm on the south side a dorm on the north side mm-hmm. the south side dorm was female only okay the north side of the courtyard was male only <laughs> so the dichotomy the 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 difference between the two is if you were to stand facing melrose there's stairs on each end of the building on a saturday morning you could witness that walk of shame happening. Dipping out, dipping out, dipping out, dipping out. But if you were to look to the south, and roughly at the same time, you would see the walk of fame. (laughs) I'm following. All right. That's awesome. That's awesome. I would say I've definitely been on both of those walks. Oh, interesting. In my own Do you share? Now, Now, I would say that being on both sides of that, if you've done the walk of shame, yes. then that that's more <laughs> more so a wake up to the reality of of what happened of what of what, what you might <laughs> refer fine. to as like coyote ugly, yeah. where you're willing oh to my fucking God, what is that where you're willing to chew your arm off to get out from underneath the pillow so that you can get the hell out of there, you know? Is that Copenhagen in her pocket? (laughs) (laughs) Is she from Clarksville, Tennessee? (laughs) So, idea what you're talking about. Anywho, gosh, reminiscing. Oh, Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Ben and I are going to go up to uh, the old Camelot in the morning and so, uh, have a proper breakfast. Stay tuned next week, episode 51, to hear about Ben learning proper etiquette of how this is supposed yeah. to be done and not just dipping out on people. <laughs> we'll have a little breakfast It just, it just looks sketchy before dawn. Yeah. I'm going to dress up. I'm going to... Uh, not, not, like... Suit Slip and out tie, under the Andrew. Cover I'm just darkness. gonna like look presentable, and we're gonna go eat breakfast and have a little makeup. Make the ideal like small talk and chit chat that's like politically correct. Uh, and that's not even the word I'm looking for, but it's that time of the night. Uh, I'm, I miss all the days that like we would do a podcast, wake up like still slightly drunk or hungover at the minimum and like stumble onto the boat. No one says a word the whole time until you get on the boat. Oh, just yeah. kind of like grunts and like, Oh uh-huh. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the mornings. <sighs> the good old days, Andrew. The good, the good old, old days. days. <laughs> uh, changing topics. Has anyone tried the PBR whiskey? I have some at the house, but I've yet to try it. We're going to break that out tomorrow because uh, okay. I have a side job at Mark's house. 
It can be done. That that's a pretty good gig where you know your day laborer is gonna fucking raid your whiskey cabinet and he fucking calls the shot before he even shows up. Look. He said we hadn't tried it yet. Mark's like, I haven't cracked the seal on the whiskey, and Ben's like, Oh, we are tomorrow. So you want that porch done or not? <laughs> then the question is, how well do you want it done? That's right. why you're drinking the whiskey when you're done. Exactly. So it kind of, the PBR whiskey kind of scares people because it's not really whiskey. It's called a Steam white egg. whiskey. What, what, what? Right. So it's like... It's like shine. Like moonshine. Yeah. Oh, okay. New May, yeah. white dog. So, which I'm a fan of. Sweet. I have some, but uh, if it lives up to half of what the PPR coffee expectation lived up to, then it'll be great. The morning driver. Yeah, but I mean, where I was going, I'm not sure how to mix it because I'm a fan of rye. Uh-huh. Usually, you know, a little bit of ice in there, but I'd say ginger ale, if anything. I have ginger beer. That sounds like a girl's drinking. That's beer. probably even better. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> well, you know, since Andrew, we're talking about girl drinks, I'm gonna go ahead oh, and God. I'm gonna go ahead and fucking tell on myself. My plan tomorrow is to be at JB's at some point during the day. I'll arrive by boat. Mm-hmm. Reasonable. And I have every fucking intention. I've been fucking thinking about it and dreaming of it. And, 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 and I've even practiced wiping the whipped cream off my nose a couple of times because I'm going to oh, have man. a pina colada. Damn. I, I, I know. Sounds fucking sketchy. No, but but see, I, I tell you what, man. And, and sometimes and you get a hankering. Let, you got to scratch that itch. That. So... I believe it was Thursday of last week. I can I can almost taste the fucking. Well, we're gonna, we're going to talk about it because Ben had a pina colada for the first time. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> had a what? Penis colada. Oh my god. <laughs> a penis colada. Fuck that. Uh, that's the first time I've said the f word on the radio. Congratulations. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, rabbit hole. Pandora's box this is, is open. This is tier one. Fuck that. Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> You fucking walked right into it. <laughs> yes, I fucking did. So now Pandora's box is open. <laughs> Boom. Time. So Thursday, I don't have a text from anyone on my crew telling me where to go. So I text my boss and I say, hey, man, I haven't heard from anybody. Where am I supposed to be working at today? He calls me like five minutes later. He's like, man, I knew everyone was taking off for 4th of July. I booked us a little light. Y'all kind of killed it Tuesday. I don't really have anything for you to do. I was like, all right, I'll go home and work on my bathroom, try to get this drywall floated. He goes, you got a fly rod in your van, man? I was like, no, but I can have one in about two minutes. He's like, go grab that. Meet you me call in the house. yourself a fucking fly fisherman. <laughs> well, I've got a lot of tools in my van. And I don't have a, like anything strung up there it's to okay. do it. I don't have one in my truck either. But that's okay, but... <laughs> We gotta paint we, a picture. We've so got I go you on home. A, we got you on the defensive, so we're we're you're, like fucking... it's, it, you're in the positive and I'm in the negative, just how everybody likes it. We're shark fishing. Making now. Ben squirm. Um <laughs> so the uh I go home, get my stuff, show up at his house, load up in his truck, go to the marina, we hop on his boat. The deal is, he goes, and nobody that works for our crew listens to this. 
so we're fine. He's like, no one can know about this. I was like, it's fine. So we take off, leave the marina, go to a flat, hop out, start waiting. He's like, okay, here's the deal. There's going to be rolling tarpon everywhere. We're going to hop on. You're going to see him rolling, and we're throwing gurglers all day. So we'd see him roll, and then you'd see him, and the, the water was clear. You'd see him running, drop a fly. I went two for two. Is it two for two? That means I got I landed two. Both fish I hooked, I landed. Let's go that way. That's two for two. Okay, that's what I thought, but I'm, the dyslexia is kicking in. Um, did you get any leans or looks? He did. I did. Actually, he had the terminal tackle failure of all tackle failures. He had one hook bend out on a nice fish, had one break off, um, like the hook just snapped. Were you guys like full-on five-weight chronicles or something? No, I was throwing a nine weight, and he was throwing an eight. Okay, uh, and they were like thirty pounds and less. Right, they weren't they weren't like massive, but he well, there was a couple forty pounders, and I think that's one of the ones he hooked. The old that, silver prince, and that thing ate ten feet from him, and the eat was so friggin' cool because he was only like thirty feet away from me. So I saw it, he saw it, it blew up, came out of the water. I was like, damn, that is a nice fish, and he like tore off toward the middle. And it just popped off. But the, uh, so we're, you know, we're fishing, we're going, and he's like, you want lunch? I was like, yeah, man, let's go do it. So we run to a lunch spot, and the one coworker who likes to fish, who was the one specifically we weren't allowed to tell we were fishing, calls me, and I was like. Avid listener of the podcast, I <laughs> No, <take> it. <laughs> not at all. Um, thinks I'm a nerd for this, which is fine. Um <laughs> Nerd. His loss. Nerd. <laughs> to be fair, he throws bait at the inlet. Um, so he calls, like, I'm going to pretend my phone's dead. Is it tough to work with him with him mouth breathing all the time? <sighs> you have no idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's tough. Sometimes he smells like bait. Um, not really. Mm. Um, so he called. I told Dave, my boss, I'm not going to, I'm going to pretend he didn't do that. So the, he calls the bartender, coming out, can I get you anything? Dave's like, I'll have a pina colada and, you know, put a floater on it. I said, got topper, a topper on it. Floater, something else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're talking bathroom remodels again. Well, it, you know, it gets... Penis colada. Well, and... A lot of. A lot of. No colada, just a lot of. Uh, <sighs> a lot of. <laughs> a lot of sighing and, like, mental math going on here. So, bartender comes on, he's like, yeah, I'll have a, a pina colada with a topper. I was like, you know what? Make that, too. And about five, and he serves it. Have a sip. I was like, "Damn, that's good." And it was so flipping hot. It was one of those like hundred and seven degree days. Uh huh. It's an Felt. adult Slurpee, and the adult Slurpee went down real yeah. good. And the other guy calls, and I was like, "I was like, that's twice in fifteen minutes." He goes, "Pick up and tell him that you took off." He goes, "Do not tell him you're with me, or he will lose his mind." I was like, "No, I'm not selling you out. This isn't. We're not going to go down this road." So he picks up, he's like, yo, what are you doing? And I was like, I took the day off. He's like, perfect. You want to come help me with a side job and I'll pay you? And I just said, no, not really. <laughs> and he's like, really, man? Come on. I was like, I'm trying to get this bathroom done. He's like, yeah, good point. You need to do that. He's like, all right, well, I'll see you tomorrow. And I hung up and went back to sipping on my pina colada, and it was wonderful. Did Now, was it a proper pina colada? Did you have, like, the little uh, umbrella and everything? Chunk of pineapple 
on the rim? No, I think, to be fair, I think it was like kind of a little half-assed because of COVID. There was like certain things they weren't doing. It came in a plastic like to-go cup. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, well, you know, depending on where you are, I mean, but, I mean. I did notice that because when I was up north in the Panhandle, I ordered a bunch of alcohol at the surprise. Hibachi place. Yeah, surprise. Uh, and they didn't have any fruit. All the kids got virgin daiquiri, and they're like, there's no fruit. There was yeah. no lemon. There was no... So it was... I mean, how do they I, expect us to keep from getting scurvy if we don't have fruit on I our don't know. alcohol? And it took me a minute to put two and two together. It's like, okay, so you can't have the fruit sitting out. Yeah. But you could have uh, Ho Chi Minh throwing eggs around. Yeah. It's not a problem. Like. We went out to a sushi restaurant a f- about a month ago, and we had yeah. it, a, a buddy's friend was like a hypochondriac, and I was like, I was almost embarrassed to be out with him because he was like, the guy behind the counter isn't wearing a mask, like preparing the sushi, and I was like, so what, man? He right. chose to come out to eat. He's like, and his wife's like, should. Do you want me to go say something? I was like, for the love of God, please don't go say right. something, or I will Venmo you my money, and I am leaving right now. Yeah. No, and that's the thing. It's like, do you really think you know Joe Blow in the kitchen is back there flipping your burger with a mask on in a hundred and twenty degree kitchen? Probably not. <sighs> yeah, I had to. Wear, I don't understand that whole food it's industry. It's in the van. I had to wear a mask. To help a customer move something on Friday. And I didn't have one with me because I hopped in my boss's truck. The customer, by the way, was his parents. Um, moving like an electric. Like, Who requested chair. that you wear the mask? His parents. His parents did? Yes, because they're super concerned. Um, the, uh, well, Tip of the cap that you were willing to do it. I'd have been like, uh, do you want the shit moved? Or do you want me wearing a mask? Well, one, one or the other. I, I agree. But I was like, you know what? It's like right across the street. It just had to go in the back of a truck. I was like, all right, screw it. This is what it takes to like get done. Um, they're like, do, do you have one? I was like, no. So they hand me one they made. It's like dog paw print. As my boss says, wow, you look really cute in that. Uh, it was definitely for the ladies, um, but it was made of flannel, double-sided. Oh. It like was a, hot like as hell. <laughs> I was like, so we got done, and I looked at him and said, dude, that was the only time I'm wearing flannel in July, and I will not do it again, so don't ask. Come on, brawny man. Yeah. That's a different kind of flannel. That's empowering flannel okay. and not... Right. Uh, Demeaning flannel. I, and I don't know if demeaning's the right word. Demeaning just because I was wearing a mask. <laughs> Lack of liberty. B- bitch flannel. I mean, you are a <laughs> dog flannel. owner. Yeah, but not like that. <laughs> Ty is all special. boy. He is special. You know, here's how I've looked at, I've described Ty to people, and I, and I love him. He's he's not going to listen to this and hear me <laughs> bad-mouthing him. Um, you know those <laughs> rescue, those like stickers that, Dumb people put on the back of a car that who rescued him. 
Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. That dog was screwed without me. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. There were... It, it's unbelievable. He's gotten a lot better. But every once in a while, I'm like, dude, you got some wires crossed up there. Something's like... He's more dyslexic than I am, for sure. He, but I've trained him, like, his right and left. He knows which paws go up. So, like, when we're walking, I can say right, and he knows which way to go now. Like, he'll, like, peel off that way. Really? Yeah. That's, that's what we've been impressive. working on. It, it's taken a long time. But it's, like, little stuff like that. and Like, he'll be running down, the, like, a hallway or something, or, and I'll be like, right, and he'll just peel off into whatever room I want him to go into. We're getting there. <laughs> one day, he, he's not as well-behaved as Jameson's dog, but one day he'll be able to, like, sit there and not kill anything maybe <laughs> <clears throat> Cabo went for a walk this morning and it was still before the sun came up um, early early walk and for the last few mornings when I've gotten up to leave to go do a project I've heard a rooster in the morning somewhere near the house yeah. Now, in New Smyrna, it's, you know, over on Flagler, there's a ton of roosters and hens and stuff. It's kind of like Key West-ish over that way. But on our side of the river, on the mainland side, you don't see it. Like, so, like, I was, like, very puzzled, like, this whole week. Like, holy shit, you know, somebody around the neighborhood's got a fucking rooster. And uh, this morning, walking Cabo... They were setting up the uh, farmer's market. Mm-hmm. And as we're walking, I hear the rooster. And I'm like, God, oh, that son of a bitch is fucking at it again. <laughs> and then I heard him the second time. And I was like, he's ahead of, he's like maybe over in the park. And we crossed the fucking street and we're walking through the park. And there's an old historic building in the park. It's like the old, they call it the free library. And I think it was somewhere else and they moved the building Mm -hmm. to that park to preserve it or whatever. Sure as shit. (laughs) Fucking rooster sitting on the railing of the front porch of the fucking old free library. (laughs) I was all white, all white rooster. And he cranks off the fucking cockle doodle doo and Cabo's like, like fucking focused. And he went to go get this fucking rooster, and I had, like, the loop of the... Oh, uh-huh. yeah. I thought he peeled all the skin off my freaking arm. And it was all I could do to hold him. And I've I've got video. I was able to get my phone out of that rooster fucking hauling ass. <laughs> <laughs> that rooster was like, oh, fuck, oh, oh fuck. Yeah. I messed up. Yeah. Should've I was kept my really mouth shut. hoping that story was going to culminate and that you... Got to the farmer's market and someone was like butchering live chickens for people. That's what I was hoping that was going, to be honest. <laughs> no. Public health and safety wasn't be going to be about it, but I was. We know. So Matt was telling me he, uh, you know, he dropped off Mark's painting and yep. uh, he was telling me that, you know, he was talking to you for a little bit, but he wouldn't shut up about how awesome Cabo was. Like he was like, he, he thought dog. Cabo was the shit. Yeah. I mean, in all fairness, he is. No, for sure. (laughs) He's, like, mentioned it a few times. I told him he had an Instagram, and he he about lost his shit over that. Pablo loves you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a fucking awesome dog, man. He, Mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, I, I, I unfortunately don't get to walk him quite as much as I'd like to all the time. But uh, probably his favorite thing about living in New Smyrna, you know, because he talks to me all the time and tells me this <laughs> shit, um, is we're a half mile from the boat ramp on the North Causeway. So, you know, I'll walk him down there and it's down and back. So it's the halfway point. And he loves it because we'll walk to the boat ramp. I'll take him off leash. He walks down the ramp into the water. And he chills out for like five, six seconds. Like, ah, this feels so good. And then he'll swim out and do like a little lap, come back, stop. Sometimes he'll do another little (laughs) lap. And then he comes out, shakes off, and he's like, stands there like, all right, I'm cooled off. We can do the second half of this journey. Let's do this. He loves it, man. It's like, you know, halfway through the walk, he gets to mm-hmm. cool off. Mm-hmm. Still hadn't figured out. He like, usually, you know, like if you're walking elsewhere, like he'll, if there's like a fountain or something, he'll want to go take a drink. Yeah. But like, he knows it's salt water, I suppose. So he never tries to drink it there. And I I don't understand how he doesn't want to drink, you know, right. halfway back yeah. or whatever, you know, but he always waits till he gets home. And then he usually... Puts a whole bowl down. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not really the whole bowl because half the bowl's all over the fucking kitchen. All over the floor, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he digs it. And uh, like if he's lounging around the house, which he loves, you know, to lay on the couch or whatever, um, you know, we keep it pretty chill in the house. He likes to go outside and like lay in the backyard, but only for about. 15, 20 minutes and like the sun beating on him, yeah. like you'll start seeing him pant and then he's like back up and he'll come up to the fucking door and look in the door like, all right, dude, it's, it's Africa hot out here. Let's, <laughs> let's get this door open. And he comes back in, like lays on that cool wood floor. Yep. yep. I put in, um, an air conditioner in the garage, the detached garage. And now that's been mm-hmm. running pretty constant since it's been in, the floor of the garage, I'm oh, sure, you know, yeah. concrete oh, is wonderful. Nice. Yeah. He is all about going to the garage now. He yeah. loves to go out and lay in the garage. And uh, uh, anybody that's been paying attention to my boring ass feed on Instagram, Ben was kind and uh, bequeathed a garage refrigerator mm-hmm. to me, brought it over on the fourth. And, uh, I got once I got the air conditioner running and uh, got that thing plugged in. I dug into the old sticker stash mm-hmm. and uh, I've been uh, feverishly. It's impressive applying what you've stickers. done to it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the front is completely covered. The left side is probably seventy percent. Okay. Nice. Um, the right side, I've started, but like really haven't committed to. I need to finish that left side. Yeah. And uh, so uh, we actually have um, a little bit of mail barge business to take care of. <laughs> Todd Hansen. Oh, um, I like Todd. Yeah, Todd Todd Good saw um, my uh, feverish stickering going on, and uh, he actually dropped a awesome note card in the mail. Uh, one of Paul Puckett's uh, renderings mm-hmm. from Flood Tide Co. We've actually um, we've actually received this card before from others. Uh, 
Paul must be doing a hell of business um, in the card game. Hallmark is looking over their shoulder. Um, but it is stock full of some stickers for the fridge. Uh, and I, I, I'm going to tell you that my favorite out of uh, what he has sent isn't actually fly fishing related. Okay. It's the Vans family. Oh, that's sticker, pretty sick. Which is pretty sick. Um, when we were out in Southern California, we actually signed up for Vans Family. It's kind of like a rewards program. Okay. And I didn't know that they had stickers, so that's kind of cool. And um, I need to get one of those for my van. It will definitely be going on the fridge, and uh, I appreciate it. Todd, thanks a bunch. Um, while we're doing the mail barge, since I did just hear it pull up to the dock, um, we've got to cover... A little bit of old business to okay. introduce this properly. Um, Woodrow. Oh, yes. Woodrow from up in Greenville, South Carolina, I believe. No, Spartanburg. Spartanburg. Well, if you were from the, uh, you got the low country, and it's not the up country. I, what, I guess what, it's like the armpit country. No, but it's. Middle country, valley. There, there's a, there's a euphemism for that neck of the woods. Yeah. But uh, Greenville Spartanburg is like pretty much synonymous. Like you don't say like if yeah. somebody, where are you from? Greenville Spartanburg. It's, it's kind of, you, you okay. say both at the both same time. There. Yeah. Cause they're, they're kind of like right next to one another. Um, at least folks in Tennessee refer to that neck of the woods as Greenville Spartanburg. <laughs> I used to live in Taylorsville. So, um, Woodrow was nice enough. Um, was it last episode or episode before? I, 48. 48. Yeah, 48. The mail barge arrived. No, uh, no, you weren't. Courtesy of Woody. And uh, part of the package was uh, a nice collection of flies. Correct. And uh, I know, Ben, you, you pilfered some. Um, mm-hmm. I think Carl took some. I know I did. I believe Jameson was here at the time. Yes. And uh, I did a, a, a story, I believe, on our Instagram thanking Correct. Woody for uh, the, the kind gesture of uh, putting the package on the mail barge. And I got a direct message. <laughs> and that direct message um, came in, and I was like laughing. Laughing my ass off because it was um, outing Woody for the fact that uh, <laughs> Matt had given Woody those flies. I think the, the DM was, dude, I tied those flies. <laughs> so, And I responded, are you telling me Woody re-gifted your flies? So... <laughs> He said, not only did Woody re-gift my flies, I'm going to give you all a proper mail barge and send you a bunch of flies, which 100% he most certainly did. Yeah, he did. And I was also given very detailed instructions. Okay. I know you guys know that I'm always pinching shit out of the box before <laughs> I give you guys a shot at it, but this is this is actually on direction from... Uh, Matt, who, if you're looking uh, for Matt on Instagram, you need to uh, look at 
four strokes fly tying. All one word, no underscores. Four strokes fly tying. And uh, he has a good hashtag here, Poppergate. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Uh, he says, Hey, Taylor's enjoy the mail barge and never let Woody forget. He regifted the poppers. I, well, I, I FaceTimed him and called him out. Like as soon as I heard about it, he's like, listen, man, he goes, I've already gotten the DM. I've been called a bastard. Um, he says this, Matt sends him like a box of 50 flies at a time. Well, Matt specifically wanted to make sure that. I was able to get this fly um, so that I can use it the next time I'm up in Tennessee and I'm smallmouth fishing. Crawdad. Look at this articulated crawdad. This thing is fucking awesome. It's like a game changer crawdad. Having tied game changers, I can imagine how long that took. I'm envisioning that stuck right behind my ear. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) That would be cool. And that's, it's all feather, Ben. Hackle. Yeah. It's not the, look at, I mean. Yeah, there's some quality stuff in here. Look at this freaking crease fly. Oh, that's, that's something, let's back up. Um, before we were done fishing the beach, um, I actually carried two rods over the dunes, and I had a, a gurgler tied on. And uh, I actually got a bluefish on the gurgler, which was pretty freaking cool, man. It was like a feeding frenzy. So I'm thinking I'm going to tie this on and take this look over at, and see what. Look at this, dude. Oh, this, yeah. this 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 will smoke that, some fish on yeah. the beach. A little howitzer popper with a game changer on the back, dude. That needs to be fished in the pond here in the Taylor Park, because I'm telling you, put that somewhere. See, this is the time of year right before dark. Where there are some very big bass that will eat that. So, of course, you know, I'm looking at this little crawdad game changer. I think Matt just changed the game for me based off of what he did on the claws to help them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the the foam to float. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that, too. I was like, that's pretty rad. Yeah. God, I wish Woody could tie flies as nice. Well, you know, <laughs> as as long as nobody's around to fact check him, he he, he, he does, does a pretty good job, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Poor Woody. I know. Yeah, that top popper. I I hear Woody's life is about to be over. Woody's life is about to end, which is why I am going no, to go fish with him beginning. now. No. Yes. Baby Carl's life is just beginning. Baby, who's baby Carl? I've already named their child. Uh, congratulations <laughs> yeah. to Woody and Christy. They're going to have a baby. They don't know if it's a boy or a girl, but either way, its name is Carl. Carlita. Carlita. Carlos. I don't care. Uh, I, you know, I usually call Carl. Like, What's up, Carlito? Uh, he laughs sometimes. It's good for a chuckle. Um, sometimes I think we have fun. Stupid. Uh, yeah, we have a good time. But uh, they're going to have a baby, so huge congrats to them. I'm going to go fish with them before said baby comes into the world because I know that that offer is rescinded for a while. You know, it's actually, uh, and I'm, you know, having fun at Woody's expense, yeah. but I will tell you, Mark's right. It's not the end. No. Not even no. close. It'll be awesome. Um, no. 
It's not going to be easy, but... No. Right. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're going to have to prioritize some stuff and, you know, figure it out, but it, it's certainly not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. If anything, you might end up with a little fishing buddy. Exactly. Yeah. Not, not to be cliche. No, but that cliche is okay in this a case. A budet. Not a fishing bidet, which is what Carl no, has right now. Budet. Uh, <laughs> so you have, <laughs> you have a butt, uh, kind of like dude and dude. By the way, just to yeah, if anybody's wondering, um, Carl, got, Carl, Carl wasn't used. fired. Carl's still part of the podcast. Um, his bottom's he's, hurting. He's the first person to ever come down with heat-induced diarrhea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't so, know. Wow, thing, I think though. that was a HIPAA violation. Uh, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Uh, and my hips Sweet don't hurt, so we're going to go with it. Um, it you alluded to it enough. I'm just, I'll just... Carl missed out, Straight man. facts. So, so dinner tonight was... Oh, uh, yeah, you missed out. Sorry, buddy. Was was pretty fucking dece. Um And it had starch. What it probably would have helped you. Yeah, yeah it would have settled his, his tummy. It's still sitting heavy. Um, we, was that like a shrimp scampi? Uh well it it was uh my it, it was just a, a recipe that I came up with um so we got a fire disc um and um, I noticed it's pretty sick yeah it's it, we cooked uh, Ben used it to make fried chicken on the Fourth of July uh, we had a little get together at my place in New Smyrna on Fourth of July and um, this was the you know I brought it down to the Taylor Park. And that's the cool thing about the fire disc is it actually is super portable. It, mm-hmm. you know, comes apart, goes right back together. It's gas fired, uh, you know, propane. And basically it's like, um, it's like a walk or something. It's almost like a walk. Yeah. It's <laughs> actually, not... it's actually styled after like, um, basically it's, I can't think it's, what's the name of it? Um, originally the idea, it's like almost like a cowboy style. Um, they, they would use a, a blade off of a disc, um, and, and build a fire under a disc and use it basically as a cooking surface. And, uh, the, the two brothers that started fire disc, they came up with this design and basically it's, it's, it's like a walk, but it's not quite as deep or round as a walk. Um, but it's, you know, gas fired underneath and it, it's, uh, oh, what am I looking for? It's not chintzy either. No, it's, it's super heavy, no, duty. Yeah. super heavy duty quality. Yeah. So anyway, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to cook dinner on the, on the fire disc tonight. Uh, give the Traeger a break. And I was like, what am I going to make? You know? And, and there's definitely a ton of recipes that I could have looked up and done, but I was like, okay, I'm going to get some. Spicy sausage. I'm going to get some chicken. I'm going to get shrimp. And I'm going to put together like almost like a Cajun pasta, pasta yeah. with uh, with those three, you know, things with it. And it, you can see we did like a little step-by-step on our story on Instagram. It turned out fucking yeah. amazing. It and looked damn good. Dude, I, I'm telling you what, I spent more time prepping the food than I did cooking it. Mm-hmm. And it turned out fucking unreal. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the outdoor kitchen at the Taylor Park just gets better and better. And unfortunately, Carl missed it this time. But, uh, you know, I'm sure... We'll you snooze, you lose. You snooze, you lose. 
how's the chicken on the fourth? The chicken was pretty on on uh, par with uh, finger licking. Wouldn't yeah. <laughs> would, would be what I would tell you. Yeah. Um, I wasn't there. He did do it proper though. Oh yeah, it was soaked in buttermilk. Oh yeah, twenty four oh, hours, yep. baby. Yep. The uh, the only thing, the first time I made it, it's a pretty pepper based, uh-huh. like heavy, and it was almost too much. So I scaled it back. But when I doubled the recipe for the chicken, I think I was a little bit light on it. I I would agree with that. Um, I wasn't pleased with it. Um, you were more pleased with your chicken than I was with my pork butt. Fair. <laughs> I, um, so so on the 4th of July, I fired up the Traeger, and I put a pork butt on at 6 a.m., and that pork butt came off 11 hours later, and it was the worst pork butt I've ever cooked I think it's the only time life. like something's ever not come out great on yeah. the and hindsight always being 2020 what we figured out was even though the pork butt was purchased at the store out of like the fresh meat counter it was actually fucking frozen on the inside and i didn't realize it so Mm. essentially it sat on the smoker and and like you know probably the first two inches of it were probably pretty decent but the inside was still way undercooked and tough and like I ended up throwing it in the trash. Um, it sucked. Carl um, ate it. Maybe R. that's R. why he's having issues tonight. <laughs> Did Carl have some of it? Yeah. Oh, he's like, he, goes, he goes, this still looks awesome. He's like, I'm just going to take some of this like part that looks like, oh, really no. good over here. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. He was like, I'm not going to eat much. Don't tell Larry. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. And he was fine for a week. Um, and he's wondering so, why. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Normally, the fried chicken's kind of a lot more like Publix. It's got that little, like, bite to it. Uh-huh. I'm going to try it again and, like... Yeah. And the, the, the only other... And this is uh, this is coming from somebody that's never done... That's mm-hmm. never personally fried chicken in my life. Um, and I'm going to be the, the critic here. Go for it. I would say that probably one of the problems was it was the first time you were using the fire disc. Yeah. Um, you're used to have done... Have, been doing that in your cast iron skillet. Uh-huh. So I think the oil temperature probably got a little bit varied on you. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not one to try to tell you your business while you're doing it, but I'm more than willing to be a critic afterwards. <laughs> yeah, no worries. And <laughs> I felt like you put like the first mess of chicken in. That's mm-hmm. like an official measurement in the South. Yeah. You put a mess of chicken in. A mess, a mess and a half. Yeah, and that as it started coming out, and we were, we were like, we were all talking, like, you know, well, how do you know when it's done, Ben? Uh, it usually starts floating. Oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, you you had a plan, yeah. and as you were taking a few pieces out, you started putting new pieces in and letting another piece finish off, and and yeah. I felt like I'll bring the temp- I yeah, I think let you it, were like, taking all go out. That's what I. That's kinda- that's my only. Two minute pause. Not even a criticism. I would say different. No. I would say put a batch in, take it all out. Yeah. Give it a minute to stabilize, put a new batch in, and then you got a whole mess of really good fried chicken. Yeah. Cause there was a couple now, granted, and I'll I'll tell on myself a little bit. The I bought I went to Publix and got like the frying chicken pack. It's already like cut and ready for you. 
the freaking chicken breasts were like they were huge, massive, and like I was worried about them cooking all the way. Through. Yeah, those were Dolly so like, Partons. They were Dolly Parton and a half. and you know, so I think I wound up. I mean, there was there was a moment, and trust me, I'd had a few PBRs. <laughs> I was looking at that, and I was like, I want to just motorboat that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> those, those breasts and are under normal circumstances, I'd probably encourage it. Um, but there's a you know the, everything came out cooked except a couple of the breasts didn't kind of go all the way through right at the base. When I got home, I like the ones we had, and you know, like cut them all open. I was like, yeah, oh, that's kind of disappointing. But I kind of you know now I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a stab at at this. Okay, you took all that chicken home. I'll bet you when you like recooked it, like warmed mm-hmm. it back, like I bet it was fucking fire. I bet oh it was yeah, good. yeah, it yeah. was fantastic. I ate yeah. it all in by Tuesday. Yeah, so, but uh, yeah, the new new journey has started with uh, the fire disc, and and we're enjoying it. And probably it'll be a mixture of triggering and fire disking. And um, I remember seeing that thing at iCast uh-huh. on TD like years ago, not years, but two three years ago. It's, that's still years. And, yeah, yeah, it's years. <laughs> Like like fifteen and dog ears, but the other day. Well, I'll tell you what. Risk. You know, I had I, the extent to which I had seen them was just simply online, like you know, on social yeah. media and stuff. Um, and looking at a picture of it, you're like, okay, that looks cool. When I got it, I was absolutely shocked at how heavy duty it is. Mm-hmm. Like when you pick up the, the yeah. disc, yeah. you like, I wasn't prepared for that. No, no. I wasn't. Either. I was like, Holy shit. Like this thing is like fucking like you don't get a concept of how thick it is. Um, and like cleanup is super easy and you treat it like, um, the same as you would, um, skillet. Oh, yeah. A cast iron skillet. You, you don't, use soap on it like and it cleans up like you have to season it first sure um which that's actually a funny story in and of itself so we get the fire disc and i do a little you know reading on you know i know i know it needs to be seasoned and so shannon's like well what do you need to season it and i was like lard Mm. she's like lard and i'm like yeah, lard. She's like, where the fuck would you get lard? I'm like, <laughs> a fucking grocery store? Well, apparently, here in Florida, that's like a fucking unicorn. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, are you like, shitting me? Like, everybody, like growing up in East Tennessee, everybody had a tub of lard in their fucking cupboard. I was going to say, the closest thing you could probably find Crisco. is Crisco. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Crisco is vegetable shortening. Right, no. Yeah, which, I no, fuck no, I want lard. Right, yeah. So we ended up getting lard. Where do you think? Bacon. Tractor supply. Hell no. You can't you can't get it. You can't get it here. Amazon. Oh, oh that makes sense. <laughs> I mean it yeah. happened, but yeah. However, it took like fucking two weeks from the time we ordered it till the time they like fucking oh, wow. They they found some on the shelf in fucking Damascus, Virginia. <laughs> uh, I've been there, Damascus Brewery. And uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, once I mean, it sat there like it, that was that was a hard hard deal for me. It was like having a new new cooking toy, not being able to use and not it. being able to use it. And uh, 
So finally, when the lard got there, I fired it up and seasoned it real good. And I I can't remember even what I cooked the first time with it. That's a huge journey for a tub of lard. (laughs) Isn't it, though? Do you imagine Um, if a GoPro was strapped to that tub? Yeah. Stories it could tell. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to back it up for just a second. I was not, and I repeat, I was not disparaging Crisco. Crisco is, like, amazing. But... If you need lard, lard to season something, Take you the use lard. Route and That's never right. Settle. That's right. Never settle. So it was a little delayed, but we got her seasoned real good. And because it's seasoned, like right now, that thing's a fucking mess out there. Because yeah. um, we, we made that cream sauce in it and all that. But tomorrow, I'll turn it on. I'll heat it up. And all I will do is put a little bit of water in there. Yeah. And a rag, and it'll all wipe right out. Yeah. And then I'll leave it. I'll, it'll dry out because, mm-hmm. you know, it's hot. <clears throat> and then I'm going to coat it with oil, put it away, and it's good to go. Yeah. I had somebody actually message me on um, Instagram. They saw our stories, and they're like, man, your, your fire disc looks like in such good shape. You know, like, how do you keep it from rusting? I'm like. Um, you wipe it down with oil when you're yeah. done cleaning yeah. it. So I don't know if that's a, you know, they missed that step or what the deal was. But I mean, I keep it in the garage, which is climate controlled now. But, you yeah, know, if it was going to get surface rust, it would have already happened. I mean, your house is pretty close to salt water. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The so. uh, Yeah, and it's like, you know, not to throw shade at anybody, but so many people are used to this, like, my pan's got a nonstick coating. You wash it, you wipe it down, and you don't touch it again. Whereas I do almost all my cooking on cast iron. Mm-hmm. So I'm used to, there's like a, there's a process after the cooking process. Mm-hmm. And it's yep. like, early days I was kind of lazy and didn't follow through on things and been scrubbed some pans and reseasoned them. And, right. You know, just take five it's more minutes. required skill. Yeah. Well, it's not even... I guess you could say it's a skill. It is. It is. But you know what I do want to try in that? I was thinking about it today, like an hour ago. Um, you can also, on Amazon, buy duck fat. Oh. I think we need to make some... Duck, duck fat, fat fries? Duck fries and duck oh. Yeah, dude. So, duck fat fries? Yeah. What? <laughs> You've never... Oh, come on. Okay, Amy. next time you and I rendezvous in Charleston, I'm going to change your world. Whoa. Wow, I've never. I didn't even realize duck fat was a cooking thing. Oh yeah. What else are you gonna do with it? So, my vision, my vision, the thing I'm most looking forward to is doing breakfast on that thing. And okay, literally, I've got a you know the standard like. Um, bottle of propane that you would put on a on a barbecue grill, the twenty pound cylinder, right? The actual disc itself lifts off, and the the stand, which I thought was like when 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 it came and I put it like looked at the instructions, you know how you have a receiver on your that your hitch slides into. Mm-hmm. That's how this thing goes together. It's okay. a receiver, and then it slides into itself, and now it's the four legs are locked together, and then the, the disc goes on top of it. So I'm already like, okay, late October-ish, when that first cold front comes through, 
and that first yes. really cool Saturday morning, I want to take that thing, throw it in the skiff, go to an island, and anybody and everybody that wants to meet us out there, we're going to fucking whip up and cook breakfast out on an island. That would be fun. And then go yeah. fish. I'm down with that. So that's that's what I'm thinking is going to be really super fun and cool with it. Is I'm with it. How portable it is. and Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there ain't nothing better than breakfast on the beach. Yeah, and even with that, on the beach, you don't need a 40-pound. No, I can take, yeah, I can take, take the small one, one if yeah. I wanted to. Yeah. 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 So. Huh. Damn. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So, uh, what else is, uh, is there to kick around before we uh, start wrapping things up? Um, I think that's all my show notes. Yeah. Um, um, we we definitely, but it, it warrants. Oh, I, uh, I know something that uh, we need to put back out there. So it's been a good while. I think probably maybe back March ish. Um, I talked about uh, the book review on fly fishing in Austin. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And uh, there's actually, if you go to taylortrash.com on our blog page, there is an entry where I review that book. Uh, I really like the book, uh, and I do have a copy that I'm keeping. Um, But we have an extra copy that on a previous podcast, God knows what number, I said, hey, if you want a shot at winning this book, because uh, we have a copy to give away, go to the website and go to that particular blog post. And there's a form on there where you can put your email and your name in, and we're going to pick a winner. So the other day, I was talking to Justin Forrest, our web guy, and I was like, hey, man, you know, all this COVID bullshit going on, you know, let's let's go ahead and pull a name out of the hat and give this book away, you know? So, yeah, I mean, everybody's stuck at home. Might as well, you know, some lucky bastard get a a good book. And maybe when all this shit clears up, they'll take a trip down to land a howler and Yeti and get a little fishing in and have a guidebook to do it all with. Yeah. Cause I do like that. What is it? The Guadalupe cichlid. Mm -hmm. Uh That thing is beautiful. Uh It's the only native cichlid cichlid to North America, North America. So, um, rather than announce the winner on on episode 50 like we had planned on, we're going to redirect everyone or anyone that thinks that they may have registered for the giveaway before, <laughs> because through the magic of the internet, we fucked up the form, <laughs> and we didn't capture anybody's stuff. So, so stay tuned uh, for episode 60. Yeah. So, no, but uh, go ahead, uh, go to taylortrash.com, go to... The bilge, and that's where uh, sometimes if we put words on the screen in the written form, uh, like the book review, you can check that out. If the book sounds like something you might want, uh, take a shot at, then uh, put your name and your email address down, and somebody's going to get a free copy of the book. So check that out, and then. Get out there, film some stuff, yeah. put a film together, get us a film. Once you got it put together, host it on Vimeo or, or YouTube, 
password protected. Don't share it and send us a link in the password so that we can start looking at it and uh, start seeing where it lands, you know, as far as uh, everybody else's that's been put in. And uh, maybe we'll get that bowling trophy. Yeah. Also, um, for those who haven't been following on Instagram, um, fan favorite down the path has started back oh yes yes um i binged listened to um the three episodes i've got one left the newest one i was driving back uh yesterday as a matter of fact from uh my job in uh kissimmee so i had a a -hmm. good good poke there to get back home and it was perfect three episodes got me like i was pulling in the parking spot first two are fascinating I'm sure the third one is too, but you know what's crazy is when we had Will Rice on during the original Down the mm-hmm. Path about Ron, Carl asked him about it. Asked him about that because, and it was interesting. Like I didn't realize like it was contemporary with you know we brought it up because it had just right. happened, and Will was like, "No, nah, I don't want to be known as the guy that's like Debbie Downer just talking about guys <laughs> yeah. getting killed and stuff in the fly fishing world." But then, and and spoiler alert. You know, nobody's been held accountable for this murder. Yeah. And that's why a year later, Will was like, you know what? This does need to be yeah. talked about. Yeah. And I'm with you. It's it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's in-depth. And I'm enjoying the shit out of it. And yeah. I know there's a lot of other people that listen to our podcast that are already listening to, to Down the Path Season 2. Yeah. And... If you haven't listened to it, give it a listen. Yeah. And and by all means, if you haven't listened to the season first one, the first season, uh, give it a listen. Start there, yeah, start there. Um, and I would highly recommend starting there because by the time you're finished with that, there will be even more episodes Episode of season eight. two. Yeah, one or two more because Will um, he's going every two weeks. On yeah, it's one. every two weeks because I think he said the 24th is the next one that's going to okay. come out. Um, he and I were. DMing back and forth, but uh, Will does quality work mm-hmm. and uh, tip of the cap to Flyfish Journal for you know helping fund that whole effort and sponsoring it and putting it out there. Um, yeah, so very cool. Yeah, um, again, thanks to Todd for um, the stickers and yeah. Matt for, for the, the flies. flies. We always appreciate uh, when the mail barge stops by here at the Taylor Park. Leslin, we saw your message. Yes. Uh, we got a little uh, Looking forward to incoming it. from the ranch. Looking forward to that. I, I have no idea what that's going to entail. And uh, <laughs> one, one last aside. I have gotten nothing but immense pleasure watching from afar and seeing our boy Jimmy mm-hmm. and... Chip and Skyler up in Alaska, and it's cool to know that we knew Jimmy through the podcast. We yeah. we we met you know Skyler and Chip through the podcast, and now they're working together. They're up in Alaska, so it's kind of cool seeing all it's, that stuff kind of inter intertwined. And it's funny because I've an acquaintance of mine usually goes up to Alaska and guides in the summer and he's all like, man, my season was canceled, blah, blah, blah. Then you talk to these three and they're like, dude, we got the opportunity of a lifetime. Yes. Little less pay, but we're going to go make sure this place is bear proof and we're just going to house at this place 
all summer. We're the guides and the clients. Mm-hmm. And like that's, that's awesome. someone taking advantage not advantage, that's not even the no, right word, but no. like that's someone, making the most that's someone reaping the rewards of hard work. Of hard work and, and dedication integrity. that's been recognized by a lodge owner that says, Well, these are the people yeah. I want. So taking kudos care of my to stuff. you three. Yeah. Living up your probably like your best life in summer you've had. I mean, none of your summers have sucked, <laughs> but like this is like a cool little like bonus round, epic few months in Alaska. Y'all enjoy it, loving following along with it. Yep, wishing I was there mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, uh, I guess we're gonna say that uh, episode fifty is. Uh, wrapping up thanks for joining us on this journey that's headed god knows where and uh we've enjoyed the last couple of years doing what we've yeah. been yeah. doing hope you guys continue to enjoy it and one thing one favor if you do like the podcast and you happen to listen on apple please rate us and review us it yeah. actually helps the podcast get out there from the standpoint that if, if we get enough ratings and reviews Apple will actually serve it up to people and suggest it if people are looking in the fly fishing space and we need all the help we can get to get the word out and the word that we're talking about is authenticity keeping it real and just being yourself so that's it episode 50 from the Taylor Park Taylor Park is closed for business until the next time. Catch y'all later.